You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent, listener-supported radio. I'm back, back in the New York room. I'm back. Brian. Scott? Just, can I have a, a Sunday, Brian? Can I have a pleasant Sunday for crying out loud? Does everybody have to go out of their way to ruin my Sunday? I thought you had a pleasant Sunday. What happened on Sunday? Literally, everyone I was counting on did the opposite of what I needed them to do, bro. <laughs> we had a big win. Big win. <laughs> Who had a big win? <laughs> the Giants had a big W. They had a win. They had a dominant performance. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that game have a baseball score? Really long time. Until yeah. I think it was until the fourth quarter. Or right. I, I don't know. When was it not five to three? <laughs> I really wanted them to lose six to five on a last <laughs> second field goal. That would have been <laughs> unbelievable. It would have been a perfect. <laughs> it would have been the absolute perfect ending to that to the game and honestly to Jason Garrett's tenure. I feel like six and six, six to five could have a six, yeah, movement. that's true. A six-five loss might have forced some changes. Yeah, yeah, much-needed changes. I mean, Brian, do you even have anything to say about the Giants? Like, you know, I guess we're called the Giants Among Men podcast. We should be thrilled. I know that there are a lot of other folks on Giants Twitter yesterday who are trying to scold at some of us really for, you know, not believing in this group. But if you watch that game yesterday and you're like, now I believe, then I don't know what you were watching. Like, what do you believe in? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, to me, it's like, I, one, I do, like, I really respect professional athletes for their talent and their work ethics. And I think they are extraordinary people. So I let them, like, they deserve, they can feel good the players themselves about that game and they beat another NFL team soundly and the coaches and the players can wake up today and they can feel good and happy and they can celebrate in the locker room and all that. They deserve it. They work really hard. It's hard to win. Like enjoy it fellas. I don't have to do anything. (laughs) And the giants as an organization should take nothing from that game. Like, it was not, like, 25-3, like, throw 25-3 in the trash. It was a hideous game. They, 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 the defense played legitimately great against an offense that has clearly completely fallen apart. (laughs) Sam Darnold was awful. The Panthers' offensive line is decimated with injury and was terrible. They have no Christian McCaffrey. So, like, I'm not taking much from how their defense played. And then our offense... You know, we broke it open late, but we we were we had a million. We could have scored forty if we weren't a terrible team ourselves. So there's just nothing to say, like as an organizational level, that that win changed anything. Or it's like even the Saints win. There were some things in it where you could, if you wanted to say, like, hey, maybe we can get this thing turned around. There were some things that happened that might lead you in that direction. Like yesterday was a brutal game to watch. And I suppose was better than them losing 25 to three, but only (laughs) slightly. Only very slightly. (laughs) I mean, no, like in the second half, I was just actively angry. I was just angry that I had to be sitting there watching that game. (laughs) That the only options were this, this, and the Jets. Like, 
It's infuriating. Yeah, I know. You, know? you are like, why do I have to watch the Giants? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you're 100% right. And, I, and look, I also agree. You know, if you're a professional athlete and you're subject to critique from two doofuses like you and me, you know, celebrate. Enjoy your win. You certainly earned it. I certainly, if I were on the team, would not have contributed to winning in any fashion. All right. So, like, you know, we'll get that all out the way. But, yeah, as you said, nothing is fixed. And as a matter of fact, one of the most alarming things about so many of the Giants kind of referencing last year in comparison to this year is is if if you guys finish this year like you did last year, that's a disaster. I hate right. you if you do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Like, right. Last year was terrible. Right. And you finished second in the worst division in football, so you got yourself out of the top ten in terms of draft picks but also didn't make the playoffs. That is literally the thing everyone should try and avoid. And the Giants sought it like a heat-seeking missile. <laughs> right, or seemingly want us to pat them on the back for it. Like, well, remember last year we started slow and then finished slow. Shall I remind right? you? Like, finished terrible. After they they won the game against the Seahawks, they went into a tailspin. They, You know, it wasn't like, oh, they soared to the finish. They finished horribly (laughs) yeah like last season is definitely i would think you know i'm no historian but that is the by far the most celebrated non-championship non-playoff non-winning season in nfl history like what was accomplished in their minds right i know right that you just didn't like fall down and die and uh, (laughs) you know that's the thing too like you know the Giants, and it already came out. You saw that it was like I think Ian O'Connor first. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. The first guy to talk to John Mara, and John Mara, you know, kind of made some comments about Joe Judge and all oh, the team has a like, love plan for him. He hasn't lost the locker room. I've seen that happen. Now we just got to get healthy, which to me is like really worrying reaction yeah. to what you know, like because I don't like I'm not. Like, I'll say this, I'm still, I'm ready to like, if the Giants can get this turned around, I'm ready to embrace it and get excited about it, fine. But like, I'm not looking at yesterday and being like, oh, Joe Judge, you know, like, he showed you something. Like, I, I, you know, they didn't like fall down and die. Like, okay, great. You know, like, they're still playing hard. I mean, whatever. Like, to me, the fact that game, it, it, it's such a shame that we couldn't arrive at that game yesterday at like two and four at least. Right. And then we win now we're three and four. And now we've got, oh, the Chiefs are a little bit iffy all of a sudden. And there's a couple other games that are suddenly winnable. Like maybe we can have a season. Like we don't even get that. We show up there one and five. Now we're two and five. Like it's over, you know? So Joe Judge... I just don't think I take much, you know, from for for him either. Like just that they it was not again, it was not like the defense played well, but I mean it wasn't an impressive performance. I don't care what the final score was. No. And also I am tired of hearing from anyone involved with the Giants about anyone playing hard. Who cares? Right, right. This or isn't practicing JB hard. Ball anymore. Play hard. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You have to play hard. And I hate using athlete salaries against them, but the playing hard is the baseline. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I said once before the old Don Draper line, like that's what the money's yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you you convinced me on this very program. You convinced me not to ha- not to worry about them playing the injury card because it would just be too ridiculous. Right. And yet there is John Merritt, and it totally reminds me of some conversations we even had on this podcast about Trump in the past, where it's like, well, he won't do that. Like that's too crazy. Right. And then it's like he makes a comment where it's just like he's signaling that's exactly what he's going to do. And then even after the signal, you're like, well, right, but it's too obvious. It's like that's – like who would do that? That's insane. And then he just does it. And then you're like, oh, my God, he did it. And I think that's what John Mara is doing. There's no way they'll play the injury card after a season like this. There's clearly more going on than just injuries. And then John Mara talks about injuries. And I guarantee you, you know, at the very minimum, Judge is staying. But I think the injuries are even going to be used to try to save Gettleman. If we can, if we can eke out, you asked me yesterday, and I didn't even answer the question, how many wins it would take for me to say Joe Judge should be saved. And to me, and this is kind of a cop out, I guess, but it's not about number of wins. I honestly could care less about whatever that number is. That number could end up being seven or eight by the end of the year, but I don't care. I just feel like I've seen enough to know we suck. Like, if you believe that Jason Garrett's system of offense is the right system of offense, then to me, I don't really care how many wins you get. Like, I think you're not someone who can lead a modern professional football team. So it just, like, doesn't matter, I don't think. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think think my sense is Gettleman's not going to be the general manager next year. I think where they're headed, though, is, like, if if they can sell this injuries line, like then it could be, it could be a successor. It could be somebody in the building. Um, and then I definitely think they want to keep judge for sure. Like they yeah. don't want to move on from judge. So like, I, I agree with you. Like for me to be like, I would bring him back. It, it's like, my number would be like nine or something, you right. know, like, right. Um, Make the I playoffs. think for the giants, it's probably six. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> 7 maybe. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like it's pr- it might even be like 5. You know what I mean? I like know. they don't want to fire him no. at all. Like yeah, Not yeah. Right. And and again, I think firing him means firing Garrett. I really believe that they don't want to fire Jason Garrett. They still believe that this can be some sort of stepping stone for him to go to another head coaching gig. Right. Well, and they don't want another system for poor Daniel to have to, <laughs> you know, the only guy who I do think elevated himself, the way I feel about him is Daniel Jones. Like I respect Daniel Jones. I, you I know, I'm, I'm not in love with Daniel Jones. I don't need the giant. I don't know that I want the giants to pay him the hundred million or whatever that, 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 you know, he'd suddenly be in line for in two years. I don't know that he's the franchise quarterback, but I do have a lot of respect for him. He really plays hard. He's a good player. I like Daniel Jones. I agree. Um, and I really was, I respected the hell out of how he personally played. Like he won that game, you know, yeah. he, he, I mean, he played really hard. He had nobody out there with him. There's like no one to do. I mean, the defense won the game, but on offense, Daniel Jones carried the the, the team, made a bunch of big plays. And I mean, the, the catch he made on the, the pass from Dante Pettis where he leaps. I mean, I actually felt sorry for, uh, I like, the past two Daniel Jones, it was one of those like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> like it was first I was worried that the pass was gonna get dropped. Then I was worried he was gonna get killed. Yeah. Then he caught it and then he took a hit and it's like, oh my god. But and then I was just angry at Jason Garrett and Dante Pettis. I'm like, what are we doing? This guy just got concussed. Like, you're throwing him that pass on that play like <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing? Right. It did almost feel like unfair that this guy, to have this poor guy giving this level of effort for this team, you know, like the cause is just not, it's like watching somebody fight out like one man take on a hundred soldiers in a lost war and be like, don't send him out there. Like, (laughs) I know he doesn't deserve that. Like that no one deserves to be playing as hard as he's playing right now. Like the giants don't deserve his effort is like kind of how it was feeling. Yeah. And the risks he's taking, playing behind this ridiculous offensive line um, <laughs> that, you know, is just a disaster. Nate Solder, I got to be the worst free agent signing in the history of the franchise. Could be, yeah. I mean, who are the other really bad ones? Like, LeVar Arrington? Right, um, but, you know, I mean, wasn't nearly anywhere near as damaging or the, the financial commitment wasn't anything. Right. He wasn't, like, as necessary to the team's success. I mean, at least, like, Janoris Jenkins had, like, a good season, you know? Right. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, I can't even... You'd have to go back... <laughs> Mike Sherrard? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. No. He is... Oh, God. And it's also, too, like, I've almost forgotten about the offensive line. Like, I don't know. Forgotten about it. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's an unbelievable disaster. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it is. This is just ridiculous. Is Andrew Thomas anywhere close? Are any of those guys anywhere close? Uh, Andrew Thomas is on IR, you know. And right, then he so has just three weeks, right? Misses at three least. weeks at least, and then he can, maybe can come back. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's so, so serious, but it's, you know, it's keeping an offensive lineman out three games. Like, those guys are right pretty tough and strong. Like, you know, it's got to be reasonably bad. You know, I know they've had all the injuries on the offensive line. It just to me, it's just no excuse. You got like two players there who clearly are terrible. Hernandez he was a your hand pick guard. He's been awful. Um, you know, I just I'm not giving you. I know. I mean, and the injuries have been really bad, right? They lost Gates, Thomas, Lemieux. Yeah, but still, I don't still, care. I don't so, care. <laughs> yeah, right, like, it's not a like, strength even when they're all there. So right, it's not, they're not yeah. even good players. Half the ones. <laughs> they're not even good all right like i I, yeah i just yes there have been a lot of injuries i don't care there's no credibility here you've been so bad for so long i'm sorry you don't just you just don't get to cry injury yeah yeah you don't you know like not in year 10 of horrendousness (laughs) just embarrassment right i mean you weren't good anyway I don't know, like the defense. What do you do? You take anything away? It was at least positive. Like Leonard Williams had a good game. I don't know, like that. I want to throw him a parade. Um, yeah, like also don't care. I mean, they <laughs> suck on offense. Right, like, they're awful. Yeah. Yeah. Who's their most explosive offensive player? Fucking DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. Like who? Right, and they're decimated on the offensive line. Sam Darnold was horrific. <laughs> They didn't have their best defensive linemen either. Right. I just don't care. That's the problem. I was angry that I even had to watch the game. Even when they were about to win. It was like terrific. What did I... I should have just been a more cooperative participant in the family dinner I had to attend earlier that day. 
That's really what it boiled down to. Yeah, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, again, players can enjoy it. The coaches can be happy. The organization has to be really real about look themselves in the mirror about what it what it suggested, what they learned. Um, I think again, Daniel Jones maybe takes a step up. You know, the defense could they turn it around here? Maybe like, um, but you got to see it again. I got to see it several weeks in a row before I think anything of it. Um, and there was not much to get excited. I just thought the reaction to that win just seemed way over the top for what that game. I mean, that game was putrid for so much of it. Um, to ask me to be like, eh, 25 to three is just like really asking a lot. Also, just like, I don't even understand what is then now the result of that win. Now we won that game. So we are now what? Right. Right. What does it mean? It just means we're not going to lose. 16 games we could lose 15 of them right i mean i'll say this i guess like the schedule uh, has opened i mean i i guess that's not really true but let's look at the schedule right okay this is why i say like to me what's been frustrating is that the giants could have easily arrived at that game at three and three and again that's not to say that's not as like oh Gettleman's done a good job like I'm not pinning it on Joe Judge necessarily I mean like he's actually been handed a decent he's he's coaching a bad team but I do think that was like realistic then you win that game now you're four and three or even let's say you're three and four like you've got the Chiefs coming up not saying that's a winnable game but they're obviously not quite themselves this year like they're they'll probably like boy i mean you know if they wanted the right opponent to like get right (laughs) like they couldn't have asked for we're just what the doctor ordered like the giants on monday night is perfect for them but let's say (laughs) so the raiders they're they're playing well they'll beat us handily the bucks will beat us handily um that's in prime time god oh yeah we got (sighs) two monday nighters coming up too Right. So then we got the Eagles, Dolphins, Chargers. So, you know, Eagles, Eagles, Finns, those are winnable. We got the Eagles twice. The Bears is a winnable. Washington. So there's, let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's five more potential wins on the schedule, which would get you to seven. seven wins. That's like best case scenario. Right. And, and that's terrible. And but that's, th- you're not that's... even seven and nine at this point. Seven and ten. No, that's awful. Like, that's yeah. horrendous, which is why, like, to that's what I mean is like this early part of the season was so devastating. Like, you had a couple winnable games in there that you blew. Right. So now you're not going to beat the Chargers or knock off the Bucks or. You know, and and then you're and you're not gonna probably not gonna beat the Eagles twice, and you're probably not gonna beat uh you know, so you're looking at <laughs> five right. and twelve. And you've, also, you've also put yourself in a hole too, where let's just say because they're so vulnerable right now, for whatever reason, we are able to knock off the Chiefs, or let's just say the magic of the Raiders post Gruden wears off, or you know whatever, right? Like, and we pull out one of those games, like you said we're not penciling in two Eagles victories. Like that's a no brainer. Right. We could still easily lose to Washington. We could definitely lose to Miami. Like I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Is, even if we slip in a, an upset somewhere, I'm, I would bet my mortgage that we then slip up on a winnable game. 
Right. I mean, that's why this whole idea of like, oh, well, one in five, but look at last year. It's like, right, look at last year. You Even when you had a little decent streak, you had built such a terrible hole that you couldn't get out of it. And that is right. what you have done again this year. And it's going to result in the same horrible ending that last year ended in. And this right. is why everybody's so upset and unhappy with you guys. I do think we need to start trolling Twitter a little bit. And when anyone says, look at last year, I want them to clarify what it is I need to look at. Right. What well, specifically do I need to look at that happened last year? Right. Because, in fact, I am looking at last year, and last year was the same disaster that I'm watching right. this year, and that's why I'm unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at last year all throughout last year, and I hated looking at it the entire time. Why do I have to continue to look at it? All right, Giant, uh, Brian, anything, anything else on the Giants? No. They're so depressing. It's so sad. It really is. Just There's just no way out of this, you know? I mean, I just think we got to hope for a miracle. Um somebody has to be better than we thought or some lucky draft pit you know i just there's no <laughs> i mean that's depressing though because right. daniel jones is better than i thought yeah Darius tony is better than i thought we already have important people that are better than I thought right but i mean i think we like the giants maybe this is like the way the giants can succeed is the way they have kind of succeeded in the past right is like the carrie collins team that wasn't that good that somehow made us a run to the super bowl and two eli manning teams that maybe weren't as good and one you know i don't know that maybe that's how we win and, and if we can just get to like that level somehow then we get in the playoffs one year and we roll we roll a seven because <laughs> we're not going to be well run you know i just don't see that happening so right i actually kind of love i think it's interesting that you like pretty much framed it that way that our the franchise it's almost like a franchise strategy is to try and win right well it's like mediocrity is the <laughs> is our best but then like a special mediocrity that's our that's our brand <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> mediocre plus it's our neighborhood magical oh mediocrity God. is the giants kind of that's our that's where we thrive yeah magic you're right right with a little pixie dust on it it. yeah Yeah, well you know right like you know we're a great movie a classic tale of overcoming the odds like uh henry ratson right right his his arm you know like he's a terrible player and then that thing happens he's got a great arm like right giants you know we're like the roadhouse of movies you know like who knows what it's not really good but there's boy there's something truly special about it Every once in a while, everybody's terrible in this movie, but (laughs) yet it is, boy, somehow it's turned into something transcendent. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, That's the Giants brand. Giants of the Roadhouse. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Well... Let's leave it on that note and go to the other group of people that disappointed me on ruined my Sunday. Because the Giants, frankly, I wanted to lose the game, and I watched the entire game waiting for them to lose, and as it turned out, they won. The Knicks, on the other hand, I desperately wanted that 3-0 start because I don't think anyone picked this to start 3-0. And uh, the whole time I'm watching that game, and you said this earlier to me as well, 
I'm expecting them to win the game, and then they just don't win the game. And then you're like, well, <laughs> now my entire Sunday is ruined, and I was counting on you to not ruin my Sunday, and I don't really appreciate this. This doesn't feel like something. Yeah, it was super disappointing. It, it's just the way they raced out of the gates with the first two games. They were both awesome. The, the Celtics double OT, just a thrilling opener looked the part you know i think you and i both have like really high expectations for the knicks and even maybe but i personally like above what i think other people have been feeling about them so they came out kind of really the way i thought they would like they really looked great and then not only losing the game the way they lost it kind of some of the you know the the issues that you can possibly see being sort of exposed and just like put a damper on what I thought was going to be like a really solid three and O start ahead of a w- exciting week. We're going to play the Sixers. I think we play the bulls this week, two teams that we're going to be battling. And it was just like, what's frustrating is like, it, it was the kind of game where if the team is the as good as I think they are, you just thought they were going to pull it out. Like you forgive them. Like, Hey, not, you're not going to have it every night. You're not going to have your best stuff every game. Nobody does, but win the game. You know, like, and make it so, like, hey, we didn't even play well, and we yeah. still beat a Magic team that has, like, some young talent that's interesting. And I really thought, like, through three quarters, I mean, I thought that's what was going to happen, because every time the Magic kind of got close, we did do that. We pulled away. Um, and then, you know, what's his name? Terrence Ross got hot, and, you know, they kind of... It was one of those where we had, in fact, what happened, we ended up just letting them linger too long and then couldn't turn it on at the end. Yeah. What do you think is was the issue last night? Well, like, you know, this the, if there's things that have been like uh, there's been a lot of positives in the early going, right? Like Obi looks great, Mitchell Robinson's looked great. If there's the 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 concern things is one is Kemba Walker hasn't been great. He was pretty bad um Sunday. And RJ is not shooting very well at all. Yeah. Um and you know, I'm not that worried about either of those things, though. You know, like I, I, I think, you know, I think Kemba and Derrick Rose is going to be a little bit of an, you know, you've kind of asking what's going to be the annoying thing we're all arguing about, and I think that is going to be it. Uh, uh, even though, I actually think it's a perfect combo, and like Kemba starting and Rose off the bench and finishing maybe a lot is is it really works nicely but it's still going to be pretty tricky for tibbs to manage is like derrick rose is, is seemingly is like noticeably better you know i mean i think it's been hard to kind of not see that um and yet i still think that it really works well the way they're using them both and i think kemba will play better i don't think he's going to be bad you know but i do think that's going to be a little bit of a thing um who finishes the game, you know, how much they mix and match. I think that's a thing. What's going to be the thing though, right? And like what, because that's, such, I don't disagree with you. I think you, you could very well be right. What's crazy to me is, I mean, is anybody questioning whether or not Tibbs loves Derek Rose? I mean, he loves him like more, almost probably than I love my family. He loves him. So I don't really understand does Tibbs need to just come out and hold a press conference and say, I realize that Derrick Rose has been the best point guard on our roster for the last year and a half. I get it. I just like it this way, but I want to assure everybody that I see Derrick Rose's talent as, as you do. Otherwise, what's the issue here? 
like I, you know, last year it was different. It was Peyton. Even then, I still understood what Tibbs was doing and why he was doing it. But now that it's Kemba instead of Peyton, what is there to really be upset about? Like, I don't think Tibbs is under the impression that Derrick Rose is not good or not good enough. I just think that he seems to think that the way he's got the units going is the correct way. So what, like... What do you think will be the issue, or how are people going to raise it? Necessarily? I don't think it's even, even like sure a fan issue. I just mean it's going to be tricky for. I think like team wide, right? Like like Tibbs is just managing the players. Like who finishes the game? Like is Kemba okay? How okay is he with that? Like that he doesn't finish the game? Like yeah, I mean I think <laughs> I think you're going to have much more concern about him playing Derrick Rose too much than too little. You know, like I, I yeah, I really I don't think we're going to be like oh he's. Although I yeah I've seen a little bit of that on like Twitter or whatever like Derrick Rose should be starting and like I I, I find that really weird like guys he's gonna play Derrick Rose plenty like the, you should only be concerned that maybe he's gonna overdo it not underdo it um, yeah this isn't high school in the nineties either who cares who's starting like are we winning are guys playing the right number of minutes are they contributing in the right ways who cares if he yeah starts? like I guess. I, I don't care like you know I, like one other concern i have i guess is like randall's been off to a good start good solid start and i think the regression worries are overblown like the only thing i do think randall needs to adjust a little bit to the fact the team's better and not force it quite so much you know um and i do think he's putting a lot of pressure on himself to kind of be this star player and and you know like take over in the in big moments in a way that i don't think they'd really need him to do but I think he'll figure that out too. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I do think one of the problems with him through three games now is like, I feel like it's hard for him to get going in the flow of the offense. Like, it's almost like we need to be like, all right, it's Randall's time to like dominate for a stretch. So let's just like get him the ball and, and get out of the way. And it's not to say that I have any issue with them doing that. I just wish that there were kind of more ways where he was just in rhythm with the rest of the offense. And then we go to that, you know, when we need to, and not just like, Oh man, Randall hasn't really done anything. So let's just like give him the ball. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's forced it a a few times and like, I don't, I'm not as against like ISOs for star players as other people. Like, I think it's fine to just give your ball, ball to the best player and let him score. But yeah, I hear you. Like he's forced it a little bit. Um, but again, it's frustrating just because if they won that game in any fashion, I, the, the, the the tone of this would be totally... I was so excited about everything I've seen. Like, one, they're playing with so much more pace. Yeah. They're shooting a zillion three-pointers. Like, Fournier has been exactly what the doctor ordered. Mitchell Robinson looks... He makes a big difference. Like, so nice to have him back. Obi's been awesome, you know, like pushing the pace, like getting out of transition. Um, you know, quickly even had a good game, though he's been a little hit or miss. Um, but the first Orlando game, he was great. And that was fun. Um, you know, the only thing you would be quibbling with had they won was like, is like RJ's not shooting so great, but you know, RJ started really slow last year shooting the ball. Um, and he's doing a lot of other things seemingly really well. So I still feel like they, you know, I think the concern that, Oh, the Knicks are going to take a step back is like, I'm not worried about that at all. You know, like, I think the question is just like, are they like, in that convo with like Milwaukee and Brooklyn and Miami and Philly, or are they, are they not, 
are they in the next year? And like, that's still a really exciting place for us to be as a franchise, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And I just think that the whole regression thing still doesn't make sense to me just because I don't feel like really much of what we saw last season. I think obviously the Atlanta series gave us a certain amount of perspective, but there wasn't anything when we watched that last season where it's like, they're pulling the right, right. Ass. You know, the defense was for real. Randall's offensive performance was way too consistent to just, I mean, even if it's like a fluky season, he's still right, right. over and over and over and over again. Like, I just don't feel like there was anything about last year that felt like, just so strange that they couldn't possibly replicate it that's just silly. yeah i agree and there's so much they're improved at a bunch of different spots you know like i still think kemba has still done right. a bunch of things that like alfred payton didn't do a single time you know like coming off of like getting a screen and just drilling a three-pointer like shooting a three-pointer in transition like right he's still a huge improvement you know like um and his presence is yeah. way scarier. Yeah, and he's going to have good games. Like, in fact, the first two, he was fine. He just was bad, like, yesterday. You know, <laughs> like... Um, right. So, I don't think he's a huge problem. I think it's going to be a little... You know, he's going to have to manage it right. I think, like, how Tibbs manage it, how much he gets Obi involved is going to be tricky still. Like, you know, like... um, how You know the center position is going to be a challenge for, for him, but it's all like good problems to have, you know, it's all like, how do I play all these various good players I have and use them in the right way. And like, there was a moment when the Knicks were up like 13 against Orlando where I was like, I mean, just the way we've been playing, I just was like, man, this team, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're good, you know? And then the second half happened. I was like, Oh damn, you know, (laughs) maybe I'm getting carried away and I might be, but like, I still love so much of what you've seen in the first three games. Yeah. And I also think that one thing we're not going to lose. And again, you know, yesterday was sort of disappointing, but one thing we're not going to lose is this sense of this has to be intimidating for opposing teams to know that any Tibbs coach team is going to fight (laughs) to the death. Like this is a fight to the death. So in order for you to win the fight, you have to kill me. Like, it's, I'm not going to stop fighting. I'm not going to accept any sort of injury. Like, it will be to the death. And that's just, like, to even think about that, to prepare to play that is a daunting thing. Like, yeah, man, yeah. got to kill these guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I and I don't think, I think, it, I don't even think it's the worst thing for them to suffer an early season, like, loss like that. You know, like, all right, you know, we're not, we're not so talented that we can just, like, beat anybody like we can certainly lose games like that's the young team with a lot of talent um did you see that clip i I think i texted it to you and matt of tibbs going from like smiling to just screaming like a total yeah and then just like weird (laughs) smile again (laughs) i also just can't unsee when matt told us he looks like he does, Gru yeah. from uh yeah that movie despicable he does like, look he like him that I know. guy yeah right i know he's a very handsome man tom thibodeau <laughs> <laughs> they always say like he like you know whatever doesn't like 
is married to basketball. So that's why he's not married. You know, it's like, well, that might be one reason why he's not married. (laughs) I don't know that there's like a line of suitors out the door. I mean, maybe there is. I guess he makes a nice living, right? I don't know. Yeah, he's rich, I guess. That's good. He wants to be that. That's too much. Right. Uh, You know, I also would like it if Tibbs could maybe take Joe right. Judge out to dinner. Because so Joe Judge can get like a front row seat to the real deal of what Joe Judge is trying to be. Yeah, that's true. Like what I I do feel like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know that Joe Judge is like inauthentic, but it is like, what is your, like Tibbs is him, you know, there's no, yeah and like right. his players know what what he's about and that's why they can deal with it it's like i get it um i think that the the big the most telling thing is that there's nobody in local or national media that's ever tried right. to tell me that <laughs> like no one's ever tried to sell right. me on that idea like really forcefully and I've never wondered, is Tibbs funny or not? I bet there he says some things that end up being funny, some things that are not quite that funny. And I would bet the same thing about Joe Judge. But I don't know why everyone right, tries to tell right. me Joe That's Judge true. is so funny. Right. Tibbs probably occasionally makes you laugh because of how like relentlessly unfunny he is. And then <laughs> when he adds any levity, it's like, wow. But- yeah, but I, I also – I just think that that's the indicator. Because, right, I know what you mean. I don't want think I could go so far as to say that – judge is inauthentic but i think it is telling that no one has ever felt the need to explain tibbs's personality to me like i think what you see is what you get whereas people are like no no no, judges right right funny yeah you know i know what you mean it's something it's not the same it's not he's not fully he hasn't fully figured out who he wants to be as a coach i think in the way that tibbs definitely has (laughs) yes well what's cool about tom thibodeau is like you know, some of his knocks were like, oh, you know, people wanted to make it out to be like a relic when like he clearly understands the game, you know, like here are the Knicks, like, you know, like he wasn't, they didn't play slow last year and not shoot threes as like a philosophy. It was to suit the personnel that they had, you know, like here they are this year, they're playing at a much faster pace. They're shooting a lot of threes. Like he's not putting his head in the sand and just being like, no, here's the way I play basketball. He's like, no, I played one way with that team. Now I I know how I would love to really play, how the where the league is headed. So I know what we need to get to do that. And they're doing it. Yeah. I mean it's there, you know, it is such a shame because like that they didn't it's just wanted that three and zero star. I really wanted them to start this year like ten and one or something, you know, just to like put a stamp. Because I gotta yeah. say, this Knicks team, man. I'm having more fun watching this Knicks team than any team I can remember in so long. Like they are a nightly pleasure. Like just every guy is so cool. And the combination of the players is so fun. Like it's just like been such a breath of fresh air. I know it's probably been since like the 2007 giants where it's like, I look at the roster and I have emotions about most of the guys, you know, like, right true love and even guys i didn't expect to like that much like i i didn't dislike evan fournier but he's french so strike one right or like alec burks i didn't think i I would like ever feel particularly strongly about but like he's great you know like i love him 
In fact, I think, right. you know, they need him to get him going a little bit. Um, so yeah, like it's been such a pleasure and that's why it would have just been, it would have been sweet, um, to get the start we've been kind of looking for. Um, but they got a big week this week, you know? Yeah. So who is it? It's Philly and who else? Um, the Bucks? E- no, um, I think it's the Bulls. Oh, the Bulls. Even better, actually. That's like another team similar to like Boston, where I really just want to stuff a sock in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, they got Kill Philly, them. Chicago, and then at New Orleans, it's who's weird. terrible. So... You know, that could be, if you could get, right. it could be a big week. And I think Philly, with everything going on with Ben Simmons, um, definitely a winnable game. You know, that would be really exciting to like. And the Bulls, I think, are the team that like, you know, is a good barometer of like who improved more, us or them. Um, they're off to, they are off to a 3-0 star, yeah. which is pretty annoying. They looked, they've looked really good, I have to say. Like, Levine has been awesome. Um, I don't know. I would like RJ to kind of get it, get it going a little bit. Um, it's been disappointing. I know. Yeah, I know. I want to love RJ so bad. Yeah. Not <laughs> he was great him? in the opener. I thought he played great <laughs> against the Celtics. Um, and then, I agree. you know, just hasn't shot it well. I, know. I think it's coming. I, I think it's he's going to be fine. I really do. I think he's he improved all the things he needs to. It's just like he's going to start making shots consistently. And it, I think it's going to be a straight line up. For RJ this year, um, and good, yeah, I think we're okay. We're gonna be okay. Yeah, I wouldn't even say I'm nervous about right. RJ. That's just that would be way too far. But I just I want to love him, and I want to love him unconditionally. And I think you know he needs to accept my love, Brian. I think that's kind of more where we're at. You know, me and RJ. Yeah. He has to accept he it. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll. I think I'm he wants to accept it. our love. Yeah. All right, that's good. That's the Knicks are like the most fun team in the league. You know, I think, like, right? I mean, they're like, yeah. They have to be. Would you like who? I mean, certainly, if you're a Nets fan, first of all, no. How about the but, Nets? The like uh, protest. It was like the insurrection at the Barclays Center the other day with a bunch of idiots like stormed the castle. <laughs> Free Kyrie. <laughs> God, what a stupid cause. Imagine like risking right. arrest in the for Kyrie Irving's stupid anti-vax protest, you know, like just get the stupid vaccine, you freaking idiot. And Ben Simmons, just show up and take a few jumpers and uh, cut it out. <laughs> what is your yeah, problem? What's your problem, man? People said a few nasty things like it, they've coddled you over there. Like you were a, you were, like take a little responsibility for yourself. My God. Yeah, I know. I also, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things too. And we sort of talked about, we've talked about the mental health thing before and you know, look, it's a touchy subject and you don't want to be, judgmental or insensitive or any of those things but i do think it's gonna come to a point where we start have to sort of have to look at it like chicken and the egg with the mental health stuff like for a guy like ben simmons and i don't know anything right but it wouldn't surprise me 
where if you were like choked in a very obvious and embarrassing way in a like huge career moment that that could be what starts some mental health problems for you right and i think that there's so almost this like automatic assumption that he has mental health problems, which is why he had those issues in that game, which is why he's having those issues now. But I also think it's possible that he develops some mental health problems as a result of performing so poorly in such a public way. And then that could end up hurting you too. And then I don't know, maybe even if you draw that conclusion, it's still not okay to like parse those things out that way. But at least in my head, yeah, it makes I mean, I feel like though there's nothing like a conflict with saying like, professional athletes like sports teams should do more to, to like help their players with their mental health right like they're under enormous pressure like it should be routine for athletes to like seek help it's like they're under enormous stress like they the yeah. sixers should at, at should have at the ready like all the resources you need like we prioritize mental health like blah 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 it doesn't that doesn't allow you to just like behave like totally immaturely and unprofessional you know what i mean like you can still be at the wrong you can still be in the wrong like that's not a catch-all to like get out of any accountability like he may be having issues with mental health they should provide whatever they can to help him with that if that's the case he is behaving horribly right now you know like and embarrassing himself and not you know fighting through whatever these issues are in any way and just being like i want to get out of here like you guys it's like dude you failed and you know it and it's embarrassing and it's right i'm right. Don't, I'm it. telling you it's easy but like you're not going running away to another team is not the answer right because you what do you think you're gonna get or this will never be a problem again yeah you're <laughs> really gonna trusting. you're gonna sometime you're gonna be in right. a big spot again and you're gonna need to shoot the ball right right i know that's very true too what you said with the mental health stuff and i think you put it really you put a tricky thing really well um i don't know if you remember this but when we were in high school we went on a a field trip from connecticut to new york city and uh shortly after we arrived in in manhattan there was a an individual who was urinating in the street, facing the sidewalk and urinating onto the sidewalk and doing it in just a very open way. And I, I for one, was very taken aback by this behavior and probably what looked a little too long. And he asked, what are you looking at? <laughs> now, <laughs> what's that man? Was that man right, healthy? No, he was not. Right, he was struggling. Right. Mightily. And did not need my judgment in that moment. But he was not <laughs> behaving appropriately. Right, right. You, <laughs> you can't, can't just tolerate it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But he nonetheless needed help and he certainly didn't right. need my judgment. <laughs> or your staring moment. or whatever. Yeah. Right. He should we should have right. the resources to get him the help that he does. It doesn't mean that he gets to just pee on the in the in the subway car. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. I don't know if this is a good time for us to transition into some, you know, not totally focused sports topics, but I think you would enjoy this as a person who likes to kind of just make up songs about everyday life is something that you, that's a, that's a talent of yours. It's a, like a hobby almost. Um, you know, I was watching the Knicks game last night and Haley was, uh, you know, drawing a picture or something before she went to bed. 
and she was just singing a song to herself and i wasn't listening at first and then um i started to tune into it and the song <laughs> the song she'd singing she was singing less is more in the human world less is more in the human world i said wait a minute what is that song from where did you what show did you hear that from she goes no i just made it up and i just thought that was the perfect song for her to be singing less is more in the human world like what where what is the impetus for that song i wonder and the thing is, I get all of it, right? First of all, my daughter is someone who needs right. the advice. Less is more. Her approach to the world right. is more is best. So for her, less is more is good advice. And I'm sure we've given right. her a million times and not even thought about it. And then <laughs> in the human world, I don't even think it's an expression that I use, right. but I know the thinking. I know what she's thinking. There's the human world, and that's the behaviors everybody engages in. And then there's my world, and I have my behaviors. And sometimes they overlap. <laughs> Yeah, there's the fellow humans fit into the human world right like for me for example i don't even know you know listening to music in the car that's something in the human world i don't do that the human world does it so i know it's a thing (laughs) whatever and i think that that's how my daughter was processing she was just like all right i've been told less is more i don't agree but I'm understanding it right when I am participating the in the human world, which is not as different than my personal <laughs> world that is out a little outside. Right. <laughs> I stand a little adrift of the human race, but when I participate in it, what I'm figuring out is that less is more. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So, you know, I feel like Ben Simmons needs to, like, right. he needs a Venn diagram. You know, like the two circles and they overlap. Like, what is the human world? Right, what is right. the Ben Simmons world? And then how do we make those right. things? And in the human work? world, you have to shoot occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes you shoot in a playoff game in the human world. Well, because, you know, it's like, it is, though, with Ben Simmons, like, it is the thing where it's like, it, like it is like the Sixers should be like, hey man, what is what is up? With? Like somebody should be coming to him in yeah. a a place of empathy. Like, what is going on with the shoot? Right. Like, look, let's just talk about it. No judgment. Like that this shooting thing is a thing, man. Like it's not. We're not. No one's blaming you. Like, what can we do? Because Th- that's what it is. And like, but it doesn't mean that he gets to be like, just trade me. And then you have to, because he's dealing with his mental health or you have to play him anyway, because he's, you know, it's like, there's this right, there's a balance that's not happening there, but it's, it doesn't allow anything. No. And, and to be fair too, like it would not, it would not surprise me one bit to find out that Doc Rivers did come to him in empathy. Yeah, that's true. He seems like that kind of guy, that kind of coach. So Right, I think yeah, no, Embiid, I, I, I think, I, I, started that from that place of like, hey, man, like, we're here, like, and then it's just yeah. like, well, screw this guy. Well, right, yeah, because it's right, at some point, right, I don't have to fix anymore. this for you, you have to fix you know? this. Right. In the human world. <laughs> right, because the there's these, all these videos of the guy, like, <laughs> shooting perfectly smooth jumpers in, like, pickup games. Like, he can shoot. Like, I'm not saying he would ever be Steph Curry, but, like, 
he's not shooting. He can shoot. Like, it's quite right. clear that he yeah. can. <laughs> he just isn't. Yeah. 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 All right, Brian, now let's play a little game called Did I... Did I ruin a family <laughs> gathering with my intensity? Probably. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I'm not denying it. So, um, yesterday we all got together for, for uh, a bagel breakfast at my in-laws' house. I'm not even going to get into why this happened. There's a whole backstory on that. <laughs> it's not worth anyone's time. We're at a bagel breakfast. Uh, my mother-in-law has a friend who is constantly bringing her hand-me-down clothes, books, things like that. And then my mother-in-law passes them on to either me or, you know, my sister and brother-in-law's family. And we tell her, we don't need this stuff. We don't have room for this stuff. Please don't give us this stuff. And then she tells us she has no choice is that her friend keeps giving her the stuff. She right. has no choice but to give us stuff. Right, and right. The logic of that seems again. flawed, but yeah, okay. Not correct. <laughs> Right, but not the point. But in the in the um, in the hand me downs this week was something from my nephew, and it was a, a University of Michigan football onesie. And I said, no, we're, he he's not wearing that. He's not. We're not giving him that. This is this is unacceptable. No one in my family is wearing University of Michigan anything. I went to Ohio State, as the listeners probably know. And then, you know, first of all, people start arguing. First of all, my brother-in-law was like, cool. No, yeah, Scott likes He was Ohio fine State. with it. Like, yeah. Okay. You know, he was like, yeah, on board. Solidarity. Let's go. I get it. I get you. I see you. It was great. Uh, you know, but then all the other members, all the blood relatives of that family are panicking now. Like, well, what are we? What are we gonna do with the? We have to. We have to use it. We can't. What are we gonna get rid of a perfectly good onesie? We have to. We we can't. Well, maybe does we know anyone who went to Michigan? We can give it to them, or we they can give it to somebody. And I was just like, you know what? And then you know, it's a onesie, so it opens the bottom, and I just ripped it in half. And I said, now we don't have to worry about it anymore. No, I'm, let me be clear. No one is wearing this onesie. This is a non-onesie oh, wow. for this family. And I definitely <laughs> upset some people when I. It was like, what are you doing? And no oh one's my ever going to wear that a waste. <laughs> Everyone got very <laughs> upset. So, Brian, as an outsider right. who's known me for a very long time, as a sense of the dynamics I live in, was uh, I, I too much? In I wouldn't moment? say. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fairly drastic response, but. Like, I, you know, I'll concede that it's this is like years of, you know, pent up like this wasn't the result of one. You know what I mean? It wasn't. A mo- right. Well, the first right. time I'm hanging out with my family. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think like, I don't know. I'm impressed that you even like you <laughs> like how intensely did you deny this? So you were like, no way. Not happening. Yeah, no. This is not right. something my nephew wears. Because this, this is, is not, not your blood relative <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Not really. But my daughter, my daughter right, is his true. blood relative. 
But I mean, I do feel like that child, he should get to go to Michigan if he wants to, or like he's allowed to like Michigan. (laughs) I know, I disagree. (laughs) They, no one in that family went to any school that has any sort of college football thing. You know, attachment, anything. So as far as my family is an Ohio State family. You know, I'm the only one who went to such an institution and that's who we root for so we all root for our state we all just like i think i just think that it is it does seem to me that there was a way for the onesie to be handed to somebody without incident (laughs) well here's what i is that they would have here's how i know this is how my family operates you're right you're not wrong but i'm just telling you that what happens is sometimes in my family is People will be chasing an anxiety. And that's the thing. And that, like, they're chasing an anxiety. And you point out that, or, you know, you do something to try and stop it. And then they sort of entertain you. But then it just stirs more panic and more anxiety. And it causes them to, like, a solution has to come faster. So what I'm saying is, and this didn't happen because I escalated things and I own that. But it would be it's entirely possible that had I not ripped that, he they right, would have just right. put him in it right then and there. Just be like, okay, he wore it. He wore it once and now we can get rid of it. But right. he had to wear it. He had to wear it. Like they weren't gonna it wasn't gonna be like, All right, let's just not even right, talk about right. it anymore. Let's just let it go away. We were gonna right. come to a conclusion about the Michigan one, so <laughs> I forced the conclusion. I would just say, you know, rather dramatically. <laughs> I was you know, it felt it feels like quite a punctuation mark. <laughs> That's an exclamation, not a period, I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I was, you know, Elaine Bennett, yeah, like yeah. I was using exclamation points. I felt the situation called for it. At the same time, you know, right, no, okay. you just don't get to wear Michigan stuff in my, like, my nephew. You know, on the other Michigan hand, stuff. I really, like I've said many times, I kind of, there's part of me that's envious of your family dynamic. People are mixing it up. Like, there's true intimacy there. Like, just, like, getting into it. Like, I don't have, my, my in-laws are all very close, but, like, that's not, you know, we don't. There's lots of anxieties there that go untalked about, undiscussed, you know. Yeah. Um, My mother-in-law will, like, come out of her bedroom in the middle of the night gasping for air and opening the door saying you know there's no air in here and then the next morning we all pretend that that didn't happen or that doesn't that's not a concern of anybody's <laughs> but so i'm like i'm impressed that you just you did that you sat there at a family gathering with the torn onesie and just like yep <laughs> impressive it really is well, i'm jealous you. of it yeah look yeah yeah a point needed to be made right like you I, you've like screamed at your brother-in-law like i would like to mix my brother-in-law you know like get into it with him and like instead i just <laughs> right. avoid these topics but maybe we'd have a healthier dialogue i mean maybe i don't know that i would right. really call my situation <laughs> healthy per se either <laughs> right you know i don't know right, right. Health exactly <laughs> I know that's always tough. It's tough to know what's what's the right amount of confrontation. Yeah, well, you and I were on forty. Years I now, think every, I mean, look, human out. beings are we've been around thousands of years. We're still we haven't figured that out either. That's what's true. healthy confrontation, right? <laughs> Sometimes it goes right. really unhealthy. Yeah. We fire missiles at each other, and 
it's really we're struggling with we struggle <laughs> problem solving among the humankind uh the human world <laughs> less is more in the human world <laughs> right <laughs> With that said, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.